the big mission I'm on right now and the movement I want to create is I want to teach entrepreneurs how to build a business they don't grow to hate. Because mm. I think what happens is we are, we're told there's this like nirvana place that if I just put in the time, I'll wake up one day and I'll, I'll get there, mm -hmm. the mountaintop, whatever you want to call it. And the truth is, is that if you don't know how to build it right, you'll be successful. But it's like leaning a ladder against the wall and you get to the top of the ladder and then you get and you re realize you're leaning against the wrong wall. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug in to your new world here. Let's dive in. Have you ever read a book and you actually started to apply what you read? Well, that is what has happened to me since I have read Buy Back Your Time. This happened a week ago, and this book is game changer for every single entrepreneur out there or any human being that wants to understand their time, how they're spending it, and really their life and how they're living it needs to read this book. Dan, I am so freaking blessed to have found you on Instagram. I found you on a reel and I was like, who is this guy? Value, 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 read your book. And now you're here with me today. And I'm so blessed that you're here. It's absolutely my pleasure. Emily, I love what you put out in the world. I love your podcast. I love the message. I, I once you messaged me, I was like, okay, who's this person all about? And, um, I knew we were going to be fast friends. So I appreciate that. Oh, well, thanks for being here. I mean, oh my gosh. Like your history in business, it is amazing what you've accomplished. You're an award-winning entrepreneur, like just running Canada. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> no, was, like they do though, like for real, the what you've accomplished, you're an angel investor, and now you are changing so many lives. How does that feel? I was talking to my friend yesterday about it because... It, it's kind of surreal. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I share my story at the beginning of the book and to go from like that kid who was absolutely lost to um, the stuff I get to do today is mm -hmm. kind of like it's bananas. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I, it's never lost on me that um, that this is my life and mm -hmm. I wake up every day crazy grateful for it. And then also, how do I how do I give more? Like, mm -hmm. that's literally like. I like go outside my front yard, I ground, and then I'm like, all right, it's time to, it's time to do. Yeah. It's yeah. time to do with intention. And, you know, in this book, I mean, it's already changed my life. Thank you. Truly. I hired an executive assistant. Yes. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm totally. Well, you've already got great people around you. So this is just going to level up. But here's the thing in this book, and you talk about this, I was that girl that's just, my to-do list is this long, not operating in my zone of genius. Mm. And, I, and, and I was feeling depleted. And I woke up reading this book and it blessed my life. And it's gonna now help me become so much better. And so I want you to talk about your journey. Like, how did you 
come to write this book and and why? Because it took you about two years, right? Yeah, like two and a half years. I mean, two and a half years of writing and 25 years of experience <laughs> <laughs> of making every mistake. I mean, I, um, I grew up as a teenager, uh, diagnosed with ADHD, got introduced to drugs when I was 13, life spiraled out of control, ended up in prison twice by the time I was 17. And it was luckily through a turn of events where I ended up in this place called Portage, which is a rehab center. And that place literally saved my life. And I met people that showed me a different way and rebuilt the relationship. I, you know, tarnished with my family and my confidence. And it was at the end of that program, I was helping Rick, the maintenance guy, clean out one of the cabins because it was built on an old church camp. And there was an old book on Java programming, this computer programming language. And I just started reading it and booted up this computer and got it to say hello world and i i mean get this is 97 and then got out there's a small thing called the internet yeah turned out to be a big deal and since then i've kind of what happened for me was i think i had grew up with so much chaos in my life that the predictability of writing code really spoke to me uh-huh the consistency yeah and that's where like a lot of my when people read the book, they'll obviously get a sense of intentionality around like how I think and where I, you know, commit my time. Mm-hmm. And it comes from the systems thinking of my software background. And I think that's what makes my approach completely different than what other people have taught. And it's why I've been able to build and exit, you know, three major software companies in 10 years and then invest in 60 plus companies as an angel investor. and. Today, run one of the largest coaching companies for software CEOs. And I don't know, it's bananas. So yeah, I just, for me, the book was an opportunity to, to give back. I mean, Emily, even when you were telling me how much it impacted you, like you almost got me emotional because like, I, I wanted people to read the book, but I didn't think they would. And then like to see my wife spend 10 days back to back to read it and just see the impact on her life. And then mm-hmm. my best friend, Keith, who you just talked to, like the whole drive here, he was just like, dude, I'm like on fire. Yeah. I, it just. And here's the thing. I, I got to tell you, I've read books. I didn't go to college, but I read books, you know, self-taught, blah, blah, blah. I've read a lot of personal development books. And this, what I love about it, because you're a systems guy, I'm like, okay, learn, do learn, do. And then eventually I'll teach because that's just who I am. Right. And I was like, shit, this chapter. Okay. And so I listened to it and then re-listened to it. And then, and then the woman I just hired, like I said, you know, I actually, before I hired her, I said, after doing all the testing that you helped take us through to hire people, I love it. Uh, I said, you have to uh, listen to this or read chapter six. And I want to know your key points. And before I make my decision, test project. Yeah. Test project. So good. Yeah. And she labeled out my emails. I mean, it's already like, she's already doing it. She's in my inbox. I'm never going to be in my inbox anymore. So anyway, let me get back to the point though, is like every chapter, there's something to do. So that's why this book is one of those legacy books. Like truly it's a legacy book where you're going to need to read it. I actually started re-listening to it and then I ordered a hard copy because I like to write and things like that. And then I also downloaded the resources because I'm visual. I need to see all that. It's all there. Oh, it's all there. And you know, something you talk about in the book is like you started crushing it in business and you were, you know, productive all the time, but you didn't really have a life. 
like you were engaged and I think she left. Yeah. Can you expand on that? Because I think a lot of people, they feel like they have to choose, right? Totally. I mean, the, the big mission I'm on right now and the movement I want to create is I want to teach entrepreneurs how to build a business they don't grow to hate. Because mm. I think what happens is we're, we're told there's this like nirvana place that if I just put in the time, I'll wake up one day and I'll, I'll get there, mm -hmm. the mountaintop, whatever you want to call it. And the truth is, is that if you don't know how to build it right, you'll be successful. But it's like leaning a ladder against the wall and you get to the top of the ladder and then you get and you re realize you're leaning against the wrong wall. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. I, I, I was so I had first failed company 17, tried again at 19, waited till I was 24 to start again because there was so much like pain around that. I was just freelancing for a long time and then finally gave it another shot, hired a business coach. That was like the big change that I made. And my business coach, Bob, showed me how to build a company. And that's when I started to have success. So because I had success, I was worried if I changed anything, I would lose it. You know what I mean? Some yeah. people have this, like, they think it's their edge. Totally. But sometimes the edge isn't actually the reason they're successful. It's in spite of. Yeah. And it took me, you know, getting to a place where I was working 100 hours a week. I mean, I was the worst friend you could have. I'd go to, like, my best friend Nick had a birthday once and I showed up with my laptop. And I'm not even joking. You can like sit in there, yeah. tap, tap, tap in the, yeah. the, on the couch. And I called it blue facing, right? The screen was lighting up my face and, and like, I'm doing emails and contracts and like, what, what life was I living? And, mm -hmm. you know, but I was doing it for the future life I was going to create with my fiance at the time for the family I was going to create. I was sacrificing. And then one day I get home from work and uh, I find her in tears in the kitchen, mm. just beside herself. And she just takes the ring off and drops it and says, I'm done and walks past me and you know this, cause you're a woman. When women say they're done, yeah, they're done. Like it's by the yeah. time it gets there and that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. She went and lived with my, uh, with her, her parents again. And, and it shattered my life. It literally, I was, I got, I started having anxiety attacks. I, about six months later, I sold the company. So here I was a multimillionaire with no, no friends. No, I was, it was about seven weeks before the wedding. What, seven it weeks? was seven weeks before the wedding my whole life shattered my my identity was tied to our relationship that went away then i sold the company i was the ceo of this company that's all i've ever done i was uh, for four years i worked my butt off and that was then nobody cared if i woke up which sounds like some people think that's a good thing but it's not because i hadn't what am i what am i doing where's the purpose right and it was that low that I seeked, you know, I started going to see a therapist mm -hmm. to figure it out because I couldn't understand why, why would somebody like positive mental attitude have anxiety attacks? Right. And um, then I moved to San Francisco because, you know, I'm in tech. And it was there that I, I got introduced to a completely different way of building companies. Like there's a reason why these 22, 23 year old kids are raising $100 million and building billion dollar companies. Mm -hmm. There's a way they do it that's completely different than the rest of the world. Doesn't mean you have to raise money to do it, but the process of getting leverage with your time and understanding the value of your time is, is there's no other place that I know that's more efficient about getting things done. It's why companies can go, like one of my mentors built a company from zero to 5,000 employee in three years. Wow. Like how do you even, you want to talk about hiring 5,000 people in three years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But they, they understand this concept that I call the buyback loop, mm -hmm. right? Like how do you buy back your time to reinvest it in things that are going to give you more leverage and more energy? Cause I think 
work should be an energy thing. Totally. Yeah. Like time yeah. is not, is time is not fixed. It's, it's not right. a constant. You can, you can do the same work with one work. The, the purpose is like, you know, to do something meaningful in the world and it mm -hmm. feels like energizing. And the other one, imagine if you knew you were doing work that at the end of it was going to be thrown away, never oh. seen by another person, which Right, like nah. time's gonna go slow. Yeah. Versus the other one, you know, it's gonna be put on the on the, on the radio or the TV, and it's gonna be seen by 100 million oh, people. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. devote yourself to For it. For sure. Yeah. So the energy, time is not a constant. So the way I've looked at time and what people really res resonate with is like, what do I do with that to get most leverage, and then how do I trade up to do things that I love to do? Mm -hmm. And if those two things are true, then you build what I call an empire. And an empire is a big word for people, but mm -hmm. my philosophy is, I want to teach you how to create a life of unlimited creation you never have to retire from. Oh, love it. That, that's the empire. That's the empire. Yep. And, you know, I think sometimes when you're saying this, it, the zone of genius comes to me because that's when really totally. when you're operating in that, it's the highest frequency, you know, progress equals happiness, like you're progressing. You you know, I, I, I'm i more of a visionary, right? But all the details, that's where I get like a little, a little caught up. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I need help. And that's why I need to hire that. So if I get caught in the weeds, my energy gets pulled down. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this stuff. No. I, and so you do this activity in the book where you literally have us write out our day. Well, you're supposed to do this for like two weeks, two weeks. right? Yeah, every 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes. And then you put next to it, like how much of, of your time or money it's worth. Like if you had to pay somebody else to yeah. do, it's called a time and energy audit. And, and the philosophy is, and this is the first thing I do with any private coaching clients. Cause like, I don't care what business you're in. I just need to first understand what are you doing with your time? Yeah. So for a two week period, 15 minute clock or timer goes off on their desk, they write down what they did. Right. And then they self-assess, they go through it. And first off, they highlight in green things that gave them energy and things in red that absolutely like took energy from them mm -hmm. that they hate doing. Oh. Like for a lot of people, it's like meetings, it just feels like we're talking about the same thing oh, or finance stuff yeah. and reviewing numbers yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. just fixing mistakes. I don't yeah. want to do that. Right. And then the other number you put next to it is the dollar sign, one to four dollars, which one dollar is the least amount to pay somebody else to do that task mm -hmm. or four dollars is probably what it would cost if I had to pay somebody to do my job, CEO. Then what's cool is you take everything that's red, that's $1 or $2 signs, and you put it into a bucket. And that's the only next person you should hire because I believe we don't hire people to grow our business. We hire people to buy back our time. Mm. If we do the second, we get the first. But if we do the first, we don't always get the second. So it's a, a calendar problem, not a capacity problem. And that's the biggest mistake that people make. And that's why I call it the buyback principle. It's a first principle. It's like physics. You can't, it's undeniable. If I hire people to buy back things out of my calendar that suck mm -hmm. my energy, that cost very little to pay somebody else to do, mm -hmm. then it's going to free up my energy and time to go do things that make us more money that I enjoy doing, mm -hmm. which is the best proposition for an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Just keep trading. Like yeah. I still do the time and energy audit you do. three times a year, a hundred percent. Okay. The more you're growing, the more you have to do it. Yeah. Cause your calendar will get full. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, this feels good. But some stuff starts to feel, and, and at my level, it's more yellow. Right. So the other day I was on this, this meeting where I was reviewing companies like portfolio companies. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, guys, you guys got this. I don't need to be here. It felt like yellow after like two months. I'm just like, it's not green anymore. Yeah. It's not like stretching my brain, my capacity, right. creativity, like, right. I'm not feeling like I'm adding any unique perspective. So I'm good. You I'm guys out. got it. 90 minutes yeah. back in my week. Game on. Game and and on. I think that's that's the idea. Sometimes you hire somebody to run a division or, you know, you just decide 
the team's got it. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, the more you do that, that's how you build the business that you don't grow to hate because it's impossible to do that. And you don't give up all your profits. See, most people, when they buy back their time, they're hiring above them, mm -hmm. right? I need an operations person. I need a VP of sales. I need a, these are very high level roles, but they don't have the lower level stuff taken care of to free up their time. And it's not even just at work, even at your home. Right. Right. And that's where the massive time buckets are going to get unlocked for you to actually go do things that's going to drive the business forward. Mm, this is, this is an unlock. This is, this is, this unlock is my happiest level yeah. 10. And at first I was like, ah, oh, I don't need to do this. And then I started to write it down and assess my calendar. And I was like, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is your fault, Emily. Like what the frick? No wonder why you feel low energy, overwhelmed. I'm like, what? What and, and, and I got on this perpetual cycle and there are so many entrepreneurs that listen to this that, you know, they're in that that ground of like six figures, you know, you know, some half million, maybe there's some seven figure, few multiple seven figure, you know, that I know personally. And I think a lot of people, they they get nervous about giving people their calendar totally, and it's outsourcing and all this stuff. And you really help unlock that in the book. Chapter six, just go to it. Okay. Yeah. Like, Every, it's it's yeah. because when I wrote the book, I wrote down 25 people's names, people I love, friends of mine. And I said, what are all the objections they've ever given me over the years? And I made sure I address each one. All the stories in the book, those are real people that are close to me. Some of them had to change their names because I was very, yeah, you know, I kind of threw them under a bus. Yeah, but, yeah. but but they gave me that feedback loop to me understand how do I overcome those objections, those beliefs, right? So like the, a lot of people quote my 80% done by somebody else is 100% freaking awesome. That came from a conversation with a friend where I'm like, your, your expectations are so ridiculous mm -hmm. that you'll never find anybody. So you got to decide do your dreams matter more than your need for somebody else to be 100% compatible every time you give them something to do. It's not it's not fair. Right. They're not you. They don't have that information and your expectations are going to stop you from mm -hmm. ever building your team. Mm -hmm. So which one do you want? Do you want the dream or do you want to be right? Mm -hmm. And like that, that to me is like, one of the most important things. I mean, I really think that I wrote this book for the entrepreneur, the artist that, you know, cause a lot of people is like, what if I don't want to scale? I don't, it doesn't, you don't need to scale. Right. Like it's just design your life so that you've got the space to do the work that you love to do and be the person that your family needs, your mm -hmm. friends need, your community needs. And that, that's the, that was the unlock. Like if, if, if that's what happens, if the language in the entrepreneurial community starts talking about buying back their time and just making it like, how have you bought back your time? It's like, I don't know. Tell me. It's like, I want that to be yes. the challenge between entrepreneurs. Yes. And it will be like, I'm the hashtag train. Like, <laughs> I feel like my whole theme is hashtag buy back your time. Like, that's literally yes. what I say in my house. That's what I say to everyone now. Like we uh, have someone do, do the laundry or like a service. I'm like, hashtag buy back your time. I got the, even my executive assistant now, and what I realized, and I needed to share this with people, I never properly trained my team. So I was over here like, get it done, you know, here's, yeah. and I just expected them to, to read your mind. Yeah. And then, and then I was just like, you're not performing. So I next, and it was so wrong. Like I was not coaching Dan. And so now with this new team member, I'm able to say, okay, here's the expectations. Here's, you know, what we're going to do. Here's our systems. And I took it from you because I wasn't communicating regularly before with some of my staff members. So 
every day at nine. She calls me 15 minutes, runs down the, the list, the priority, the action items, like I'm speaking in Dallas next week. And she was like, okay, there's a catwalk, there's a stage, there's a confidence monitor, but guess what? They need your slides by you know 48 hours. So get it done, Emily. That's priority. That's all I want you to think about. Everything else is not urgent. I got it. Yeah. Because she followed your system. Well, I just love that you not only read, but you did because you talked about training. Think about yeah. that. Like most people spend more time marketing to their customers than teaching and training or coaching their own team. What I've learned is that the more you develop your people, the people build the business. So my philosophy is always I build the people. So think about like how much time do we spend actually like coaching, training. That's mm -hmm. why most people think there's a productivity book and it is, I think one of the best out there. Oh yeah. But it's also a leadership book because 100%. people don't quit companies, they quit leaders. <sighs> and when people are leaving and you're upset with them, you think it's them, it's not, it's you. Right. It's usually a process problem, not a people problem, right? So if you just look, that's why I had to write a chapter on like recruiting properly, the test first hiring method. Once you get them on board, then it's all about how do I lead the one three one rule, right? Mm -hmm. Like that concept alone, the one three one rule of saying to anybody that comes to you with a problem, like I love it and I appreciate you bringing this to my attention, but can we define what's the one thing we want to talk about? What is what is the challenge? Mm -hmm. Perfect. What are the three viable options that you've evaluated? Well, I don't know. Perfect. How long would it take for you to go and do some research? Well, give me a day. Perfect. Come back tomorrow. Same time. I'll be here. And when you do, can you just also recommend one of the options that you think you should move forward with? All right, cool. What you've done is you just taught them to fish, mm -hmm. right? Instead of you always having the reason why it's called a bottleneck is that the bottleneck is at the top. Right. And it's every leader on a team that mandates their team to like come to them for the answers. Right. I don't want to be the person that has the answers. Yeah. I want the team to say, I've got a problem. Here are the three things I, I evaluated. And I think number two is the best option. Mm. Perfect. I agree. 99% of the time I'm like, yeah, that you have more context, more understanding. You're right. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it pushes decisions down. Mm. I want to work on big problems, yeah, right? Things totally. that require my unique ability. Totally. Little stuff, let's empower our people to do that. So that's that's why like for me, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I also am seeing in you the transformation of how you show up for your team, which is which is the big thing, right? It's huge. I mean, if we, if we invest in our people, train our people, they're gonna grow, they're gonna be happy, they're gonna stay longer. Having people around in your in your world for five, six, seven years, that's the competitive advantage. 100%. Right? Somebody that like knows you and can execute for you and think for you because they've been around you for that long. Uh -huh. That's why like the turnover today, it's like how do you create a world where people are developing and growing so that they stick around that long, mm -hmm. right? And here's the truth is it all comes down to vision. That's why chapter 13, I had to write that chapter, dream big, achieve bigger mm -hmm. because People will only stay with you if your vision is bigger than everybody on your team's goals and desires. Mm. Think about that. If your dreams are not big enough for everybody on your team's goals and desires to fit inside of, they will go find somebody else that's that can show so them that accurate. picture. And that's that's why I had to write that chapter. Because yeah. even if you buy back your time and build a team, if you decide, I just want to stop, right? I call it, like most people, you talked about like hitting the pain line. Mm -hmm. Most entrepreneurs hit this place where it's painful if they grow. Just like mm -hmm. if I asked them, okay, if you 10 extra business next month, what would break? Oh, well, geez, like how, like if you had to do 10 times more podcasts, well, this would break, this would break, this, perfect, that's the pain line. Uh -huh. So you might actually have an opportunity to grow your business 10X and you'll drag your feet. And when you hit the pain line, most people do one of three things. They either decide, 
to uh, now I want to I want to stop. I want to stall. Right. I'm good here. I don't want to grow anymore. I made more money last year at a smaller size. Like I'm good. Problem is your team's going to go find somebody else that's not stalled out because they want to work for people that are growing. That's so true. Right. Second is they decide they, they to sabotage your growth. I see this all the time. Sabotage is a funny one because it can show up as simple as like somebody not showing up for a meeting, mm -hmm. not responding to an email, mm -hmm. essentially going on vacation for 12 weeks. I literally had a client yesterday post in our Facebook group that he just took 21 days off from his team, did not check his email. Personally, that's not my style. Yeah, me either. Yeah, like I don't <laughs> understand how the momentum that you've built, it's like, it's like the, you know, the wheel of fortune wheel, like yeah. you, you gotta pull yeah, it yeah, and like yeah. the first pull is really hard and the yeah. people almost like hang from yeah. it until it starts moving. Yeah. But then by the second or third pull, that's momentum. That's Power a flywheel. Exactly. Yeah. Why? So when you go away and, and so that person thought they were testing the systems, but companies need leaders. They do. Yeah, yeah. you can't just go rudderless. Like right. you need to keep the momentum going. So sabotage is a big one. The third one is sell. It's, I don't want to do this anymore. I heard that opportunity is better. And the problem is, is that what they've done is just, they've hit their complexity ceiling. Mm -hmm. They've mm -hmm. hit this ceiling of their ability to grow into pain. Mm -hmm. And it's either going to be something you deal with today or the next business. Right. So it just might take you another three years to get there, but you will always get to that same place where there's pain and it hurts. And if you don't grow into it, you'll always be the reason mm. that it doesn't move forward. Yeah. You got to do self-eval. It is. Your business won't grow more than you grow to yourself. Yeah. Right. John Maxwell say, you call it the law of the lid. Yeah. Right. Our personal income won't surpass our personal development. Mm. And mm. it's always a go look in the mirror and ask yourself, who do I need to become? Like, I want to build this seven or eight figure company. Great. I want you to, but who do you need to become to achieve that? Because mm -hmm. that's not kind of fascinating Emily like think about this if if we took all the money in the world and we gave it to every person equally and distributed mm -hmm. within two or three years it'd be back in the hands of the same people that have it today this is true why it's because mindset. those people yeah it's the mindset mm -hmm. so so Jim Rohn used to say you know you should hope nobody gives you a million dollars because you're not a millionaire yet mm -hmm. right people mm -hmm. think if I somebody just gives me a million dollars i'm a millionaire yeah. no a millionaire is actually a mindset it's so it's that is that fascinating it, it's so fascinating it's the conditioning it's someone asked me that uh because i started an entrepreneurship when i was 23 and hit seven figures at 26 awesome and so cool someone asked me if i they're like shoot me straight like if we were to take away all the money or like you know who you became like what would you choose and i'm like Take the money because the skills I learned are invaluable. The person I've become. You can't unbecome you who you are. You can't manufacture that. You can't manufacture me sleeping on a mattress on the floor and, you know, having to figure things out and how do I sell something? And, you know, like it's invaluable. That's why when people just get money, you know, or they marry into it or they don't respect it, it's like it's freaking chaos. It's gone gone yeah it just amplifies who they are and if who they are wasn't somebody that was resourceful positive uh go-getter and they were those other attributes yeah it just amplifies those yep and it's actually it's like throwing you know like rocket fuel on a fire like mm -hmm. it's gonna create an explosion but i think that's that's why like for me the you know in the buyback loop i teach it's audit like you said yep. time and energy transfer let's transfer to other people and then fill is who do i need to become Right. And I talk about the beliefs that I have that aren't serving me. Mm -hmm. What are the new, more positive beliefs? Mm -hmm. What are the skills I got to develop? Because most people, I don't think they know that like for you to start the year here and you want to finish there, 
there should be a list of skills you have to go adopt or learn. Yeah. Like there's just, if you were already the person that could achieve the thing you want, you would already have it. Mm -hmm. So what are the skills? And then for me, that's kind of like a ladder. It's like beliefs on one side, right side skills. And then the center is the character traits. The character traits are, it's almost like locking those two together, mm. right? The character of confidence, of consistency, of uh, courageous, like those are the character traits of people that succeed. So if you don't have confidence, how do you build your confidence? Practice. Right? Some people don't know. Well, yeah. it's simple. It's creating, keeping the commitments you make to yourself yeah. in private. Yeah. Yes. That's how we build confidence. Yeah. But again, every skill has a path to build that that becomes a character. Then it's not hard anymore because it's just who you are. Mm -hmm. It's identity. And that that's why like I wrote about that because it's not just about business strategies. It's about the person that's leading these companies becoming more so they have more to give. Mm, so, so good. Yeah, I, I just like the fun part for me now that the book's out is I don't have to talk about how to do it. If that makes sense, like yeah, I, yeah, I kind of yeah, wrote yeah. the book to buy back my time. Like yeah. instead of like sitting out with my friends and showing them my folder structure and yeah. here's how I lead my teams, I can now say, here's the book. When you're done, now let's talk about you. Yeah. And that's that's my favorite part. That's so good. Hold up. Are you ready to take your brand to another level? Maybe you might be thinking, brand? I don't have a brand. Oh yes, you do have a brand. And chances are, if you're listening to this right now, you also have a message that you are ready to get out into the world. Well, if that is you and you want to take things to a whole nother level, when let's just face it, it's required in 2023, if you want to stand out in a noisy market, then I want to personally invite you to the It Factor Bootcamp Branding Edition. Now, this is not just any bootcamp. What this is, is a couple days of you away from your crazy busy life. And we have curated two days of absolute brand integration. We are going to be helping you identify your brand message. We're going to be showing you how to create next level content, have a plan that matches whatever it is that you're selling and who you're selling it to. We're bringing in some of the best PR people in the world to teach you how to self-promote and then also how to stand out and to really create that halo effect, what I like to teach on. There's so many other details happening, but what this is, is an intimate two days with myself and my partner, Jake. And I promise you, by the time you leave, you will feel equipped and totally ready to take your brand to another level. If this sounds like something you're interested in, then join me in Southern California towards the end of July. Send me an Instagram right now at It's Emily, I-T-S-E-M-I-L-Y. Send me the word bootcamp and I will send you all the details. But act fast because we are releasing this this week and we are limiting it to 50 spots so we can intimately work with you and also network. So if this is something you're into, go to my Instagram now and send me the word bootcamp. What do you think your id factor is? I think it's just, you know, I always go back to the belief, but my belief in myself comes from other people. Mm. So I was fortunate enough when I was 16, 
I had one of the prison guards sit me down and his name was Brian. And um, he just looked at me in my eyes and he said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I got in a high speed chase and stole a car. And he goes, no, not that. He goes, why are you here? And I was like, well, I got in a fight. Cause, uh, I got in, uh, there's this other thing that happened. I said, I got in a fight with Kirk. He goes, no, not that. He goes, Dan, what are you doing here in prison? He goes, if you've never heard this before, I want you to know that you don't belong here. And I believe in you. And it makes no sense that you're here. I'd never had anybody say that to me. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't believe it, but I thought to myself, well, Brian believes it and he's seen, he's been here for 10 years. Of course, there must be something there. And that power of belief has been everything for me. And there were so many other people that showed up in my life and they just, and I know Emily, you've had those people. hundred percent. And it's beautiful because many of them didn't even know they were doing it. They just, they just saw it and they wanted you to know. And that's yeah. what's happened for me. And so like, all I know is that I'm a byproduct of those people that believed in me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to do every day on social media. I'm, I'm every person's biggest fan, mm -hmm. whether I know them or not personally or not, I don't care. I absolutely mm -hmm. love everybody. I want to see them win. I'll be the, I'll be cheering at the top. Mm -hmm. I'll give them everything I got. I'm going to die empty. That's yeah. my plan. Yeah. So that's and, my answer. And you're doing it. You're doing it. Like you're trying and you're visible everywhere. Like your YouTube just hit a hundred. Yeah. That was huge. I Eight mean, years. Wow. Eight years of publishing every week and I haven't missed a week ever. What? Yeah. It took eight years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just teach really nerdy business stuff that I guess wasn't viral, but it didn't matter to me because like I had that core audience of people that were just hungry for that type of content. Yeah. And I just made a commitment. I made a decade commitment. I, I, told, I said this to my friend yesterday. I said, people aren't willing to dedicate to a decade. And he called, what did he call it? Dedicate. A dedicate. <laughs> he, a dedicate. He goes, they yeah. need to do a decade. <laughs> And it's, it's true. I think like if people actually took these longer term horizons and said, I want to make a million, I'm willing to give myself a decade. Right. It'd be unreasonable for you not to do it. Yeah. But are you willing to commit? Are you willing to call your shot? Are you willing mm -hmm. to do whatever it's going to take? I said, I will publish every Monday for a decade and we'll see what happens. And it's, I mean, when I got that plaque, I got that silver plaque was like, sat there with my son. It's probably the coolest thing I've ever done in front of my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they like love Mr. Beast and yes. love YouTubers. So like, yes. you know, they were like, holy cow, you have one of these. I'm like, all right, now I'm yeah. cool to my two boys. Yeah. This is good. And explain how you got that through that consistency. Totally. It's, we live in a microwave society. So it's like, I want it now, now, right, now, 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 which I totally love the ambition, but it is, it's like, you got to put in the reps, you got to put in the time and the commitment to it. And you know, something on that regard, just being so intentional with your time and being on social and being omnipresent. I know so many people listening to this are like, how do you do that without being the person doing it? Is there systems in place? Because you're everywhere. I mean, now you're threading, you're threading. I'm all over. You're yeah. Instagramming, you know, you're every which way. Like, yeah. what is your advice on that? Buy back your time. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is, because I'm like, I got to be careful because I'll go super nerdy on how to do it. Yeah. But sometimes I know it's, I just need to motivate people to take a step, right? Right. So if people are not sharing themselves, because I, I really believe every human's here for two things. And it's a beautiful 
spiritual thing. It's one, become the best version of yourself, mm -hmm. the 10.0 version of self, your greatest self. I'm here every day to hopefully honor my creator. Yes, amen. And I'm yeah. gonna just show up and I'm gonna be that person. And in the same vein, I'm gonna share that person with the world. Mm. I'm gonna teach everything I learn, mm -hmm. right? So if somebody feels called to do that, Emily, they've been watching this, they've been inspired by your content. I wanna encourage them to just go shoot something. Yeah. Go on Facebook Live, go on Instagram, just post the story. Some people are so nervous. Yeah. If you start doing that and then you wanna be more consistent and make it easier, then just look at what part of that process you don't have to be involved in. Mm -hmm. Like I can shoot the video on my phone and then just have it sync through iCloud to another person on my team to edit it and then publish it. Yeah. And that's kind of what, that's the way I teach it. When, when yeah. we create systems, it's, literally saying, okay, from A to Z, this is all the steps that happen. Mm -hmm. But what's the part that requires my genius? Well, if it's me on the video, that yep. part is me. Yep. Every other aspect can be done by somebody else. Yep. So I don't, I don't hurt anybody's feelings by saying, I don't write the copy. I don't edit, like people yeah. mess me every day. What app do you use to edit your captions? Yeah. I don't know. Right, I don't either. Yeah. Don't know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I wanna do the thing. I'd rather sit yeah. down and shoot 30 reels and have content than shoot one reel and have to go edit mm -hmm. for six hours, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's the big thing is just to let people understand that there's tools today and systems and yeah, you can use AI and software stuff to automate it, but I really want mm -hmm. people to just focus on the message, focus on the content, focus yeah. on the thing that makes you happy. And look, some people don't want to do video, go yeah. do threads, go right. do blogging, go right. do newsletters, like the media matters. But the big thing that I think stops people is it feels heavy, right? Yeah. It's hard, yeah. it's like, they they show up and they think, okay, well, I need to be like Emily or Dan or mm -hmm. whoever. Mm -hmm. And what I'm gonna tell everybody is, the uh, first question I always ask people, they're like, they wanna do this. I have a lot of people come to me and they're like, I yeah. wanna create content. I said, do you have friends? They go, yeah, I got friends. I said, good news. People like who you are. Yep. You just need to be that person yeah. on the internet. <sighs> I'm a goofy Canadian yeah. guy that, that likes to work out and do ultras yeah. and software stuff and like, and that's who I am. And I'm not gonna be anything for anybody else. Right. If you meet, if you see me now, you're gonna mm. meet the same person in, outside of this. Yeah. And, and guess what? I wasn't always that way, mm -hmm. right? My first company, I wore a suit and tie every day for four years, Emily. Wow. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. Yeah. It was heavy. Yeah. When I started on social media, go to my early YouTube videos, I thought I have to bring the energy up and I gotta scream at people and I gotta talk You fast. wanted to be TR. Didn't know, just thought like, okay, I got Brendan Burchard, who's like a crazy, you know, he's like just screaming on stage and right. Tony Robbins or yeah. whoever, oh, there yep. goes the book. Um, but I just eventually over time yeah. realized that was hard. And you know what? I'm just gonna try to yeah. just be me, right? Maybe 10% yeah. more energy, right. but not a departure. Yeah. If I wanna say a certain word, I'm just gonna say it. If I've mm -hmm. got a crazy story I wanna tell, I'm gonna say it. Like mm -hmm. there, there was no refinement, there was no, you know, and I think that's, if we think about like what works, it's being yourself, 100%. the most unique version of yourself. Yeah. So like your weird quirks, like I'm addicted to peanut butter and chocolate. Oh. If you, yeah, and yeah. don't like hide it if you've yeah. got some, but um, like we just stopped for protein. Yeah. They had a protein, peanut butter and chocolate. You're like, I'm, I'm Oh I'm, my I'm, gosh, I bought yeah, six yeah. bottles, no joke. <laughs> But um, but that's just me. I also have um, kind of a quasi addiction to Real Housewives. I don't know why. I just like what, Beverly Hills. Or Beverly Hills yeah. is absolutely my favorite. I love that one yeah, too. that one and like the Vanderpump yeah. series for yeah. sure. Yeah, I actually went to Sure and. 
the restaurant. Anyway, yeah, so like, so but but it's 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 just who I am. Yeah, like it's like the way my brain turns off yeah. after like working really hard and doing a lot of cool stuff is I just want to watch reality TV. Mm. So it's like, I just think people have their quirks and they have their genius, and all of it should be on display. I 100% agree. Which is your it factor that like your totally like in in. It, Oh, everything you're saying right now, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because when you just own it, what actually happens is you become so intoxicating because you're so confident and you have a swag to you. And you're like, Nailed pe it. people don't even know why they like you, but it's because you're just in your truth. You're in your true core, your true essence. And it's like, listen, that's, that's how I roll. Like, I don't give a, you know, whatever, if you like me, it's who I am and I know who I am and I know whose I am. And I'm like really good with that. And so as long good. as I'm living in my truth, like that's and it's easy. It's, it's easy. not heavy. Yeah. Content becomes hard when you try to be somebody you're not on yeah. camera. Oh, it's the lie. Somebody said the freest person in the room is the person that has no lies. Yes. Right. The person that doesn't have anything to hide. Mm. Right. And I just think like the most unique snowflake thing you could do is just be you at a thousand percent mm. and like shine that light as bright as shine possible, it. unapologetically yeah. be you and just trust with 9 billion people on earth that the right people are going to find you. They're going to love you and you guys are going to create cool yep. stuff together. Yep. Cause that's, what's been true for me. Yeah. And if anything, the more I leaned into that, my audience started to grow before that is very linear. Yeah. As soon as I started just being me a hundred percent and putting all facets of me on the internet, all of a sudden that's where the 100,000 came from, the half a million on TikTok, the Instagram, yeah. like it just kept growing because I think people are like, oh, he's not just a software guy that's gonna yeah. teach us software stuff, he's a real person. People crave this. And I, I was in a, a big like marketing branding meeting and they were talking about some of the OG legends of personal development. And they're like, why, these people like have sold millions of books, why don't they have a lot of followers and why don't they have good traction? I'm like, because they only show them on stage. They don't ever show Polished. in their car. They don't show me their real life. And I'm like, I know for certain millennials and younger, they crave like real, like if I'm going to buy something from you, I want to know what you're about. I want to know your values. I want to know a little bit more, reveal the curtain of Oz. Right. And so what you're saying here is so valid. And I truly believe like thought leaders, they need to get with this program. Otherwise their content is just going to flatline it's like the, you know? it's kind of funny some of these people because i always always tell them it's like i can go to your profile and pull up a hundred others and you all look the same the same so boring.com it's boring.com yeah i'm like are you part uh -huh. of the boring.com group <laughs> um and and all they got to do is just add and but then you hang out with them and they do something and you're like oh that's interesting i'll tell you the other day i was hanging out with my buddy and he's been posting and posting and i was like hey man like what do you do that most people wouldn't know about he goes i love to cook i go like how much do you love to cook he's like i cook every night you cook every what do you cook italian every night wow dude you've never posted any of that on social he goes why would i i go you just became more interesting to me. Way more. I, and I want to go eat at your house. Like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like, now yeah. I'm leaning in yeah. because you're not just a business guy. You're a business guy that cooks. Dude, I don't cook. I'm yeah. fascinated by the fact that you yeah. cook for your wife every night. Right. Beautiful meals. Intentional oh about it. Oh, my God. Exactly. Like, I want, I want to see that more. I want to see people's, like, their pets. I want to see their, what they, they can see, their drinks. Yeah. Like, just their weird things. Because like you said, if I can see your choices that align with your values and align with mine, I'm all in all and in. I trust you. Yeah. And that's where I think like, you know, The Rock and many others, like they've built this 
brand infinity that allows them to point at any product and get people mm -hmm. to say, all right, I trust them. Yeah. I want to go check this out. Solid. That's, I love that's it. how the world works. I love it. That's some good advice. I, I want to jump to playbooks. I'm so into the playbooks. All right. That may be my favorite word in the world. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's a whole chapter on playbooks. Yeah. Can you elaborate on if someone's like, what is, the heck is a playbook? Yeah. A playbook for me is like, sometimes they call them SOP, standard operating procedures, yeah. but it's more because it's not just a checklist, right? For me, um, the way I create really fast, I can start up a company and just grow it fast because I use this framework called the camcorder method. And the camcorder method is while I'm doing the work, I'm recording myself do the work. I'm talking out loud so that I get the work done and I recorded myself doing it. And if I can get three to four of those recordings, I now have training. Mm -hmm. So that way, while I'm doing the work that has to get done, editing my videos, if you're a social mm -hmm. media person, writing copy, sending emails, whatever you want to call it. Then when I hire somebody to buy back my time, they start by watching those videos. And then I ask them as part of their first week working for me, mm -hmm. you go create the playbook. See, most of the people think they got to go away for a weekend and sit down and like do this sounds like real right. fun work, uh, you know, right. got to write this, the, the whole the, the, the document that runs our company. Right. I don't want to do that. I don't I don't create the playbooks. I just record myself doing the work. Yeah. Then the person I hires watches those recordings and then they create the first version. The beauty is after the first week, I know if they got it. Yeah. And if they don't, then. I can find somebody else. There's going to be a break in the system if they don't. Totally. Have it. Yeah, and yeah. then so then the next person watches the videos, watches the first draft of the person's playbook, and then they follow it. And that process allows you to create consistency, repeatability, mm. and for me, scalability. I'm all about repeatable, scalable. Like anything that happens in our business, if we're going to do it every week at minimum, needs a playbook. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the rule. If it's happening yeah. weekly, it's that's the frequency matters. So let's figure out what's happening every week. Let's document it. Then you have a checklist you follow every time to make sure it gets done. That way, I mean, how many times have we send an email to our list and forgot to change the first name? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's because nobody sent the test email. Yeah. Okay, well, first check in the checklist for our email marketing team is send a test email. Yeah. Check the replace fields. Click all the links. Mm -hmm. Did they go to the right place? Mm -hmm. Then you send. Yeah. Yeah. With the playbooks, and, and I want everyone listening to really understand this, like you can do this for everything in your life. Even at home. Even at home. Especially you, at home. Yeah. yeah you can. And, and so I, I mentor a lot of women and they constantly struggle. The house mom but they're a female entrepreneur, right? And so, you know, I welcome them and invite them to buy back their time and to hire help, right? And to have systems for this. And I know it's a constant thing. So, you know, having a playbook for the house, I mean, you, you, you know, you travel a lot. Yeah, I, I have, have, a, I have a dedicated kids. house manager. Yeah. I have a CEO of my personal life and she has an incredible playbook. I'll share it with you later. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's got everything. It's got how she manages, you know, credit card renewals, passport renewals, all our vehicle registration, insurance, all our real estate. Like literally, uh, just the other day I bought a new car. I wasn't involved in the conversation. The sales guy kept trying to text me. I said, if you do this again, Betty's going to get upset. Deal with Betty. Yeah. And they were like, well, I mean, I want to talk about this, this, and this. I go, I'm not going to tell you about extended warranty. That's not me. Yeah. It's her. Yeah. So it's like the whole thing is have somebody else own this stuff. And, it, and so... At home is honestly for a lot of people where they could get the most time back. Mm -hmm. Like, do I want to deal with all the stuff I just mentioned or do I want to spend time with my kids? Time with your kids. Or go on date night with my wife. Yeah. That's like, I do two things. I either spend time with people I care about doing the thing or do, yeah, spend time with people I care about or create things that only I can create. Anything that doesn't look like that, 
I just don't think it's a good use of my time. Mm. So at home is a big opportunity for that. It's huge. And I, I can't remember if I was listening to something or in the book, but you were talking about like when you're in your office and you're, you have your zoom calls and you have this all, you know, back to back, literally you have, uh, your house attendant, like bring you your protein shake. Like, Happens all the time. Like yesterday I was on a call and it was a lunch meeting. And as I'm sitting there, I had a few private coaching clients doing this, this mini group I do. And Betty came in, gave me my lunch. And I said, Hey guys, look, this is how it works. And she's so used to it. Cause I always bring her on camera. Cause I want everybody. I had a client of mine, David, he was struggling to get his wife on board and it's tough. I get it. Having another person in your home mm -hmm. doesn't matter like what it is. It's kind of a, it's like a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like they're in your space. Yeah. But his wife was really struggling with finding time to go to the gym and disconnecting, going for lunch with her friends, et cetera. So he finally got her degree to get a house manager, like somebody to help out at home. Yeah. Friday, he came home from work and he found his wife playing with his kids in their front yard. Aww. And his heart melted. And he goes, if that was the only thing your book gave me, it was worth it. Wow. And I'm like, dude, I want that for everybody. Amen. Yeah. Like yeah. They, that's the whole point of the work. It's the whole point of the, the work. The whole point is this, to, to free up our lives to do the things that is going to create memories. It's uh, not to do more work. It's not to, to buy stuff. It's like buy back your time. Yes. And you have to change your mindset with that. Like I grew up with a single mom in Minnesota, youngest of three. And like she did everything right mowing the lawn and and i mean everything was a single mom right yeah so that all that got instilled in me totally. it was like where's your note card where's your thousands of things to do today and if you're done with that i don't know create more stuff to do like it was just that was like in me almost like i naturally ed Milet and i were talking about this like we naturally create chaos if totally. there is none yep do you do that too? Or do that you? That, to me, that is like the biggest thing I had to overcome is chaos is normal growing up in my environment. Like most entrepreneurs grew up in a chaotic environment. It's yeah. what makes us entrepreneurs because it, it's, it's when most people wouldn't take action, you, you can take action. Mm -hmm. It's almost like there's calm in the noise. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is when things are good, we got to make sure we don't create chaos. Mm -hmm. And you know, Ed's my Ed's actually my private coach. I coach personally oh, I with Ed. It. He's he's beautiful. He's taught me so yeah. much. But we've talked about this concept because a lot of entrepreneurs, when their business starts to work, they'll they'll throw hand grenades in their. Company. I was going to say hand grenades. Yeah, they just yeah. blows it all up. Yeah. Why to create create things that need their attention? Because that's the that's the, the, what's called the emotional home that yes. we're used to coming back to. Yes. So we got to work through that. A lot of, a lot of the, that's why I think entrepreneurship is the ultimate personal development program. Mm -hmm. It's not like the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And it's got an unlimited compensation strategy. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you literally have no, no limit to the upside. So you get to just, and you become a better version of yourself the whole time. Yeah. And I just think it's a very beautiful thing, but yeah, the chaos stuff is, it's a big one for a lot of people, mm -hmm. right? The, anger issues, the frustration, the firing people, the acting emotional, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody said it this morning. They said, uh, you know, not responding to somebody else's anger becomes your asset, mm, right? That's so true. Yeah. Just yeah. being able to be calm in, in, yeah. in the noise. Yeah. So in the book, you, you say hand grenade. And so that's something that I've been saying to myself every time it's naturally coming yeah. now. Don't throw so, a hand grenade. So 
I, I, I literally am like hand grenade. And, and even my fiance too, he goes hand grenade. Like you're, you, yeah, he sees it for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. And if it, like if, a flag if, on play, if anyone is like in a relationship, I recommend reading the book to, like individually and then coming together and working on it. Cause it's like, it will help you become so much more accountable. So all these things, and this is why this book needs to be on repeat. Because it's like, I want it embedded in my soul. It's how you operate. I want it in my operating system. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, seriously, that's how good it is. And even there's something else you said where you check your vision and your goals, I think, three times a day. Every day. So, like, even if you're sitting in your car, you just because it yep. helps you stay and lock into all those. Yeah, I did it this today already, probably twice. I mean, as soon as I sit at my desk or I sit in my car. I review my goals. It's it's pinned in my notes file, top 12 for the year. And the reason I do that is I think like our, our minds are really good at achieving things that we keep front of mind, mm. right? And just unfortunately for a lot of us, we forget why are we doing this? What's the big picture? Yeah. And the thing is, I, I told this to my friend the other day, because I said, look, what, what's your big vision? What do you want to create? And he's like, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. And I go, well, here's the deal. You're going to wake up every day and work. Yes or no? He's like, yeah. I said, cool. So in five years, you're going to wake up and you're going to have worked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, the only difference if you achieve your goal is that you have intentionality. Yeah. So all I know is the more frequently I essentially take a shot on goal by reviewing my goals, mm the higher probability I'll achieve them. Because mm -hmm. your mind won't let you read a goal three times a day and take no change of action, right? Right? You'll be like, well, I said I want this revenue, but we're not even on pace this month. Okay, I gotta go do some marketing. I gotta go mm -hmm. do some sales. So to me, it's really important to have those front, front and center so that I always know how to align. And I mean, what's cool is you can make a decision today that is no more effort, but if it's aligned, will create a domino effect, mm -hmm. right? Like I can, if I, if I know I want to do, let's say 30 podcasts to promote my book, well, then I can like see opportunities and batch them together like today, yeah. like fly in, I got three in a row, yeah. then I get to go fly somewhere else and like yeah. just be able to say yes, because it's, it's structured. Mm -hmm. And I just think too many people, there's a lot of waste in their schedule. So much. I know. That's why I created the perfect week framework. Cause yeah. I was like, Hey, let's design what 10 out of 10 could look like. Yeah. And man, when you start banging out perfect weeks every week, those 10 year goals start happening in three years. Yeah. You condense time frames. This boom. This condenses time frames. Yeah. And you know, if you're mission driven, like how bad do you want to complete the mission or to serve, to create that thing? And I so I feel like with the goals, it even makes me like. I always say like die to your ego because it's like my mission is so much bigger than bigger. me. So I'm like, show up even if you don't feel like it. Yep. Because if you look at those goals, you're like, it's for that. The why, the, the big why. It's for that woman in Minnesota who's struggling right now. It's for that person on the other end. So get over yourself and get on with it. Yep. Like, oh, I love it. Okay. Love it. You seem like such a good husband. Thank and you. I hear you talk about your wife a lot. Like, give us a couple tips Aww. on on that like married life and and you have two kids and yeah. like you're able to crush but still you know like again because you design your weeks you design your life i i think deciding the partner that you decide to marry is probably one of the most important decisions of your life and renee my wife is one of the most incredible women and mothers i mean she's the most beautiful soul like i won the lottery and Everything else I'm going to share, I do for me yeah. to show up just to honor her. 
Yeah. And like I've, cause I knew what I was capable of in the past with my previous, I knew that I had the capability of becoming a workaholic, tuning off, going all in. Like I don't have the problem of putting my head down and focus. I have the problem of like letting go yeah, and creating space. And, mm. and luckily lear I've learned to work through other people to create more because if I'm always dependent. So things that we do that I think are unique that most people would appreciate is we do a weekly meeting every Wednesday for lunch. We have lunch together. We have, we eat a lot more, but like on Wednesday is our family meeting and her and I sit down and there's a bunch of things in the agenda. But the first question is, how am I showing up for you as a husband? That's good. Yeah. And she, and I just sit there and I listen. The only response I'm allowed to give Emily is thank you. And that to me is, because I think a lot of people go, go through divorces or have fractures in the relationship because they fracture and they go too long without a repair. Right. So I've just created a system that every week I get to get feedback, which is one of the mm -hmm. big chapters in my book, mm -hmm. the F word, mm -hmm. on how I'm showing up as a husband. Because mm. I don't, it's not what I think she wants. She needs to, she needs a space to tell me, right. Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, she then asks the same questions. How am I showing up for you as a wife? And I'll be like, Amazing. I don't know. It's very, it's very rare. I give her anything than, uh, than glowing reviews, but that, that, <laughs> that weekly meeting is a big one. The other thing I do, um, that I love, it's not a big thing, but every night before we go to bed, I just look at her like full on, like get into my position and I go, <laughs> how was your day? Aww. And I just listen. Mm. Right, Emily? Yeah. We don't ha and we don't have to remember anything. Yeah. We don't have to fix anything. We just yeah. have to listen. We just want to be heard. I know. That's I call it a meta want. report. Give me yeah. your report. I want to hear it. What did, what did? What was your CrossFit workout, babes? What did yeah. you do? How did you do? How did yeah. you feel? Like, I just yeah. want to hear it. That's huge, right? Because then I know we, we connect. Um, we do quarterly uh, disconnected retreats. So every quarter we go away for two nights. No phones, no nothing. Just her and I reconnect right wow. yeah focus on our, we, we do the same things that i recommend people do in business we yeah. just do it in our relationship yes uh what else do we do um we have we have family values right we have we worked with a company called uh, uh family brand to design our brand values as a family and what does it mean to be a martel so when my two boys are fighting we go over to the wall and it says martels love each other it's like are you and they're like, oh, this is epic. Yeah. But I mean, I don't want to tell, I can't, con like one thing we, we have, we actually work with a parent coach and he has mm -hmm. this great concept called emotional coaching. He says the parent's job is to be an emotional coach for your kids. Mm. One of the frames he teaches is that when your kids are fighting, there's no correction without connection. Mm. I'm not allowed to correct my kids until I slow down and I say, how you feeling? I'm upset. How does that feel? Oh, dude, that sucks. Oh, really? Did he do that? Yeah. Did that make you feel, you know, rejected and alone? Yeah. And it made me feel uh, not wanted. I'm like, oh, man, that sounds so tough. And then the key is that I am there to help him and coach him, but I'm not responsible for his own mental health. Mm. Can you imagine? I say wow. that to my kids. I'm not responsible yeah. for your own mental health, buddy. Yeah. I'm here to help you. How can I help? So good. So like those are kind of the things that we've adopted that makes our, cause we're a team on that. We both mm -hmm. practice the same structure. It's why we hired a coach. You know, somebody said like, why do you need a coach? I'm like, I have a coach for every part of my life I wanna get better at. Yeah, that's right. My, my parenting, my relationships, my health, my businesses, my whatever. Yep. I'm about speed. And so. I just find it so fascinating that people don't understand a coach will compress a decade into yeah. days. Yeah. All day long, let's make those trades. Yeah. So to me, it's just like, we invest in our relationship.
Yeah. Right. We, we did date with destiny, Tony Robbins last December, every year we do one personal development seminar together. Like that's probably the thing that I think we do. That's unique is that as a couple, we've decided to invest in us. Mm, I love it. Oh, this is such great advice. This has been amazing. I feel Thank like so much. I want to go hours. Joe, I want to go Joe Rogan on this deal. Anytime. Uh, uh, where can people find you? Yeah, best place, Instagram. It's my favorite. Okay. I put yeah. out a bunch of stuff. So if people so want to message me. And, and you know what? If anybody wants, I'm going to give you my house manager SOPs. But if okay. anybody wants my executive assistant SOPs, yeah. like yes. the Google Doc, I'll yeah. send it to them. So okay. just, just send me like... Uh, EA, EA, send okay. me a direct message on Instagram and I'll make sure that my team sends you the Google link, but I'll, I'll do that for your audience and Thank you. I'll give you the other good stuff. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. I'm so blessed. You have impacted my life so much. I am so grateful. Thanks. Truly. It, you. Yeah. So everybody get the book, follow Dan and uh, let us know what you learn. Thank you.